0: hypnotic music welcome to full rigor where Florida true crime lives I'm Karen Curtis and And I'm I'm Jennifer Ross joined by my friend Jennifer we have worked together for at least 30 years Uh, do you have you ever been hypnotized
1: Uh, no I have not someone tried once and it did not work and I don't know if it was the person doing it that wasn't good or just I can't be hypnotized
0: good point because we're going to be talking about reincarnation past life regression hypnosis, right? Uh, life between life. You know, what happens to your soul? Remember Einstein, he came up with E equals MC squared. Right. Energy equals mass. Right. So they're one and the same. I was watching my dad when I was young, he was cleaning 50 bluegill and they were like flopping on the wooden board and he was scaling them and then he cut the head off. So it's flop, flop, flop
1: dead, right? I'm thinking,
0: where's that energy going,
1: right? (laughs) Well, not with the fish anymore, that's for darn sure. Sleeping with the fishes. So
0: what's interesting about reincarnation and hypnosis is that only half of the population can be hypnotized, of that half. Only half of those will have a past life experience.
1: Okay, but why is it only half of the people can be hypnotized? What is it that you're comprised of that makes it that you can be hypnotized? So
0: We're going to be talking about one of the preeminent people that deal with reincarnation and regression and hypnosis, which is Dr. Brian Weiss. And he went on the Oprah show. He's a friend of mine. He lives in Kendall, again, South Florida. Um, And she did not want to be regressed or hypnotized because she did not want to go there. And She had
1: a pretty tough childhood, so I could understand that.
0: And then Hugh Downs with 2020, we went on 2020 together. He did not want to surrender the sovereignty of his brain. So some people, I think, just won't allow it. Oh, okay. They won't. Al- they won't allow their brain won't allow themselves to be hypnotized and then you know run around the stage like a chicken. No, that's not what happens. But
1: <laughs>
0: so, you're so that would
1: be me in one of those Las Vegas shows. I'd be on stage mooing or something. You know? Okay.
0: <laughs> it would be interesting to yeah see if we and it may have been the person hypnotizing you, but. I just got interested in the whole thing. I used to watch uh, Unsolved Mysteries, and there was an episode where a woman fell off a, a steamboat. Or what are those? A paddle boat, boat on the Mississippi River and drowned, and her fiancé, this was back in, like, the early 1900s, her fiancé saw the episode, and he had a past life that that was his fiancé. You see what I'm saying? So, wow. Yeah, so the, I'm like, wow, there's something to this. So... When I was working, I was at the height of my television career in news in 1993, and the book Many Lives, Many Masters came out in 1988 by
1: Dr. Brian Weiss. Right. It was a great book.
0: It's a fantastic book. It really is. If you haven't read it, it's a quick read. And if you don't know about Dr. Brian Weiss, he, first of all, he's a really gentle soul. And he's got one blue eye and one green eye. Really? Yeah, he's, he's really very tranquil. And he was Yale-educated psychiatrist, ran psychiatry department at Mount Sinai, and he regressed this woman in 88, and she was, you know, not well-educated, and all of a sudden, as he's regressing her, he was doing the regressions to help, you know, cure what's going on in this life, problems in this life, maybe that were caused from your past life.
1: Yeah, but at first, didn't he try like every method you possibly could as a modern-day psychiatrist? Correct. And nothing was working.
0: Everything was based in science with him at that point. I mean, Yale, he's a doctor, he's an MD, everything. And so this regression goes sideways in that she starts speaking Greek. She knows about his dead son's chicken heart, which was his heart was in backward. No one knew that. She just knew all this stuff. That's amazing. It's re- it's like, how could you? So he went, hmm, this is really sh- strange. And right. he ended up helping and curing whatever ailed her. I guess she, was, she drowned or something. She was having problems with her throat. So um, it was interesting enough for him to write the book, which became a bestseller. And so in 1993, this is, um, what's... what's, uh, It was a while ago. Don't make me do math. Okay. So uh, I read the book, and as the health reporter at Channel 25, the ABC affiliate here, I contacted him and asked if I could do a story. Well, he researched me, and he felt that I would do a fair story, and he invited me to come down to Kendall and do a regression on camera. Wow. Yes. So he didn't do twenty twenty or sixty minutes they all invited him. But he was afraid they would edit it and make him look like a quack or a charlatan, you know?
1: I can understand where he was coming from with that. But apparently he saw something in you because he entrusted you to do it on camera. He did. Without you taking it and chopping it to bits and making him look like a quack.
0: Correct. And so I was thirty two at the time. I got my news director's wife to come with us as well as the chief photographer Sean who I was dating at the time oh that's
1: great yeah you married him next I
0: did well that's (laughs) all part of this regression it's so weird so um And Susan Polachek was there with us, so that's the news director's wife. She was like Margaret Mead. She was kind of just like
1: okay. So you go, you you get to observe. Okay, so you go in, and he's got this probably really nice office. He does. Do you lay down on a couch?
0: Yes, it's a very nice, supple white leather couch. So we have the camera. Back then, the television cameras are really big, right? So Sean sets up the camera, and I'm thinking, okay, I. Minored in French. I love everything French. I, I love all my paintings are influenced by French artists, Toulouse-Lautrec and Degas, and all that. So I'm thinking I must have been a French maid or something. So I'm, you know, I'm ready to lie down, and the camera's <laughs> there, and and this is how Brian Weiss starts out the
2: hypnosis. When I count down from ten to one, go so deep that your mind is no longer limited by the usual barriers of space or of time. So deep that you can remember every experience you have ever had, whether in this body or in any other body or even in between physical bodies when you have been in the spiritual state, you can remember everything.
0: So, wake up, Jen.
2: <laughs> oh, isn't sorry. that
0: cool? He's very soothing, right? Wow. So, he took me back. Uh... But I
1: gotta ask you, does it happen like right away? Yes. Really?
0: It's amazing. So he takes me back and you go in utero. I was in my mom's womb. I felt, you know, the motion. And then he takes you, you find a place in your head where you feel safe and it's beautiful, like a garden. And... Where'd you go? Okay. I suddenly ended up in a high chair in a kitchen in Everett, Michigan, And I was my mother's youngest sister, Adria, who slipped down in the high chair while my mother, who was my grandmother, Wanda, went downstairs to change the wash into the dryer. Right. And my sister, Denise, which would have been my aunt, was maybe two or three sitting next to me. And I slipped down as Adria into the high chair and choke and die. Oh, my God. uh, Yes.
1: How horrific.
0: So I'm... Seeing this, I go outside my body and I'm floating above it. I see a little white coffin. I knew nothing about a little white coffin. Later, my mother confirms that that she was buried in a little white coffin. But this is what Dr. Weiss says as I'm floating.
2: And now just float above that scene, above that body. Perhaps you can look down and observe the scene that you have just left, the physical body that you have just left. And in your mind, just for a few moments... Let yourself understand the lessons of that experience, of that lifetime. What did you learn from it?
0: So I learned my mom and Adria were very close when this was 1946. And by the way, what Dr. Weiss told me was that you can pick and choose when and with whom you return. So I selected my mom because Adria and my mom were very close. When my mom would come home from school, my mom told me she would, you know, Bang her feet on the wood floors with excitement to see her. Wow. So and the other thing was Dr. Weiss says, look at birth dates. My birth date is 118.62. Her birth date was eleven eight forty six. So it's still one one eight. Wow. Isn't, Isn't that, that weird? We- that is so weird. Okay, it gets weirder. So we went through the whole thing and I actually had I had respiratory dyspression distress i was going
1: to say where you did it feel like you were choking
0: yes and i had a doctor look at the videotape and he goes yeah you are actually experiencing respiratory distress in the video and uh, it was just so out of the blue but it made so much sense to me you know that i would be adria now my grandfather's name is adrian brooks and they lived in everett michigan it was 1946 Kind of a strange name. Adria means the dark one, by the way. And, you know, if a kid was to slide down and suffocate in a high chair, you'd have DCF now these days. You'd be locked up right now. It'd be a problem. Back then it was like, oh, my gosh, it was a horrible horrible accident, accident, right? Mm. Because we're talking about true crime, but we're also talking about death. Um, So he brings me back out. This is how he does it.
2: And now rejoining your body in the garden, your body filled with the light, has been healing and recuperating and restoring and it's filled with a beautiful, peaceful energy. And now, feeling yourself back in your body, I will bring you back to full waking consciousness in complete control of body and mind, awake and alert, by counting up from one to 10.
0: So I wake up, my body temperature has dropped. It felt like 10 degrees. Come it on. was so, I had a physiological change. Wow. It was so amazing. The feeling that I had, and the other overwhelming feeling I had was that nothing mattered other than family to me. You know, getting back to be on the 5 o'clock newscast from Kendall to West Palm Beach didn't matter if I was on time. We were leaving, and there was a woman jamming her finger in the elevator button trying uh-huh. to catch the elevator. And it's like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Slow down.
1: <laughs> it's not going to change doesn't anything. It doesn't matter. Wow. Does does that same feeling hold true today?
0: Yes, because it dictated what happened next in my life because it was so amazing. Now, mind you, my mother's a nurse and that's her sister, Adria. So she was offended with that. She's like, this is my story. What are you doing? When I tried to tell her about it, my sister, doctor, neurologist, she's like, oh, you're so suggestible. They didn't believe it, you know, but I, I thought something really happened here. It made sense to me. Right. So... Dr. Weiss, at the end of the regression, and we were packing up our camera, says, would you mind working with me and putting this result on 2020, ABC's 2020? We were an ABC affiliate. I said, well, let me ask her husband, (laughs) because I had the news director's wife, uh, and I'll get back to you. And uh, Lee Polichick said, no problem. We can do it. Wow. Yeah. So we had the video, and the initial interview came with the producer of 2020. They came down to our station, which, by the way, we went on the air in 1989, paid ABC a million bucks to be an affiliate. So we had basically been in that physical building since 89, and this is 92.
2: Okay.
0: And we're sitting in the conference room, and they're interviewing me, if you read Many Lives, Many Masters, about the masters. When you've gone through life, say, early young souls are rudimentary souls, maybe a serial killer, you know, kind of whatever, Not, non-contributing, non-giving people, right? you know, but uh, people who get it eventually don't come back. You become a master. And so they were asking me about the masters and I'm trying to articulate it and light. Well, first of all, a silk tree behind me that's been standing in the corner for four years falls over behind. That was like the oh, come atmosphere on. in the back, falls over. They go, oh, put that back up. They ask me again and lightning hits the generator. Oh, come on. For the station. All the lights go out. So not only do you have the powers out, but the generators hit.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So they had to stop the interview. So we had to go over to Fort Myers. That's where I met Hugh Downs. If For those of you listening and you're like, who is Hugh Downs?
1: Yeah, well. Yeah, he and Barbara
0: Walters at the time were doing 2020. Right. And he's the one that said, I didn't want to surrender the sovereignty of my brain. So he did not get regressed. And I was telling him about my... Experience and he said, "I understand some weird crap happened there to you." And I said, "Yes." Yeah. I opened my mouth. The answered the fire alarm at the hotel in Fort Myers goes oh, off.
1: <laughs> Whoa! Somebody didn't want you to tell the story. Is that strange? Wow.
0: Well, it gets stranger. So, because of what happened, remember. I felt that family was the most important thing. Right. Because it took me back to family, and we pick and choose when and with whom we come back. And generally, it's people we know or love. And I'm thinking Kevin Kitchens. Remember you worked with him? Yeah, for many years. I'm thinking maybe Nora might be Kevin.
1: Oh, you know what? You never know. You have to look for it. Well, Nora, she's named after my mother. So That's your I thought I always thought that, Oh, maybe you know, she's your mom. She's my mom.
0: But Kevin used to be your co-host on uh, RMF and Sonny's, so... I'm thinking, you know, because he was such a big part of your life. And that's how it works, if you believe in this. Now, you know, reincarnation is a, is a philosophical and religious concept that uh, the non-physical essence of your being starts a new life in a different physical form.
1: Let me ask you this. Can you come back as something other than a human?
0: They say you can, which I think for people who are, like, really bad people, they'll come back as, like, pigs or something. Can
1: I tell you a quick side story? Yes. Kevin, who was my partner for 17 years in the radio business, very tall, he was six, eight, as you well know. After he passed, I, I went into a tailspin., I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. I mean it was it, he died holding my hand, so it it, it kind of messed me up for a while. I have horses and I ride, and I get up very early. It was probably two or three days after his funeral. and I got up really early and I went out and I rode and it was probably like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And I used to live in a neighborhood that was literally literally a series of canals. So in order to go around one, you had to go way out of your way and pull U-turns. And Anyway, I'm on the bank of this one canal riding my horse, and I look across the bank. And on the other side of the canal is the largest, the largest blue heron bird I have ever seen in my life. I mean, huge. And I just stopped, and I went, that's kind of odd. It's a big bird all by himself, just sitting there on the bank. So I walk all the way down. And it's probably a good 500 yards till I get to the curve to come back the other side. This bird sat there, just stared at me, never moved. I got within 10 feet, stared at me, started walking toward me. And I'm like, this is really bizarre. Horse started getting nervous. So I got off the horse, put the reins in my hands, and I walked within two feet of this bird. And it was like almost eye to eye with me. And I'm thinking, it's going to eat me or something. And I sat there and I went, oh my God, you're Kevin. And I had this conversation at like quarter to seven in the morning on a beautiful day with this bird for 30 minutes. It never moved.
0: I completely believe that. And, you know, Dr. Brian Weiss became more psychic and more, you know, he had more of an ability to to prognosticate things. And he teamed up with James Von Prague, who speaks to the dead, you know, and like Tyler Henry. Wow. It's amazing what they're able to do. But... What Dr. Weiss told me was that you are always loved and you're never alone. These people are still with you. Wow. So that's what you experienced. Isn't that wild? I mean, people are going to listen to this and go, these people are nuts. But (laughs) wait till you hear what happened. So after the interview with Hugh Downs, he says, well, you know, I said, when is this going to air? He goes, I'm not quite sure. So I go back to the station and I'm, as I said, I'm dating Sean, the photographer and we go out to Chuck and Harold's and I say, I'm ovulating on October 18th. I even know what ovary's ovulating. And I go, I want to have a child. We get pregnant that night. Wow. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So, Chuck and Harold's, by the way, is a local restaurant. Well, yeah, it was. It was anymore.
0: on Palm Beach. Yes. And so I come out of the bathroom like four or three weeks later. And he goes, what happened to your hair? I said, that's the least of our worries. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile... I keep asking, when is this 2020 episode going to air? And they're like, it will. in next week, couple of weeks, whatever. So I actually go up to ABC because I was actually up for a job with ABC up there in New York. And I'm walking through the studios of the Good Morning America set. And I pull open a drape, a black long drape. And there's Hugh Downs and Barbara Walters introing the segment.
1: (laughs) What are the odds?
0: The very day I happened to be there at the very time I pulled it open. There they are. I go, I go wow. up and meet her. I'm like, her little hand is like like a little rose petal. I shake her hand. I'm like, I cannot believe you're introing this right now as I'm here. This is so odd. Again, something weird. So when it finally airs, um, somebody in Michigan, that's where I'm from, realizes that this is about her family. And now my mom, who lives in Florida, has been alienated from her other two sisters, Shirley and Denise. Okay. And... They realize that this story is about them and about Adria, and they get in contact with my mom. They call ABC, and then ABC contacts me, and everyone gets actually brought back together as a result wow. of the piece. Family. Isn't
1: that right? that amazing? Because yeah. it was like
0: they were, they were basically, you know, not talking for 20
1: years. And they see your piece on 2020, and realize it reunited it's them. their other sister right. that you're talking about. And they call you, call you, and you get them in touch with your mother. Correct, and all like bygones are bygones. Bygones are bygones. Wow,
0: how interesting is that? Okay, that's crazy. So, <laughs> I think it's wonderful as well. But um, then Laurel Sauer, who was the anchor at Channel Five here, we were the ABC affiliate. She was at the NBC affiliate. She was the main anchor. I was the main anchor at the ABC affiliate. She has a son in the same time frame, and names the son Adrian Brooks Sauer.
1: <laughs> Come on.
0: My grandfather's name at what, the same time. What are the odds? I mean, is that weird? Now, is it she, me?
1: Did she know that your grandfather's no. name was that? or no. That you had a grandfather named no. that? No, well,
0: remember Bill Brooks was the GM.
1: Right. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so
0: there were reasonings, but it just was so odd that she would name at the same time this Adria Adrian Brooks thing was going on that I, uh, I, I had to really take a pause. So... Finally,
1: did you ever tell Laurel that I did. story?
0: I did. I told her. So finally, um, Katrina. We named our daughter Katrina. Sean and I got married, right. and we had Katrina, and she was born on July fifth. Um, and in 1997, so she was born in '94. That's how okay, quickly so she- it happened. Wow. The interview and everything happened when it finally aired in ninety three and then I got pregnant. In ninety four I had her. Ninety seven I'm talking to Dr. Weiss, who's now a friend of mine. He um actually I did a few paintings for him. I'm an artist and so he has
1: A very good one at that. Thank that, you. I'll uh, say.
0: And at the time he I think Madonna was on his waiting list. He had a waiting list of three thousand people. Now what he does is he regresses groups of people. He does cruises with James Von Prague. Oh my and god. And he, and he'll regress a whole group of people at one time because he just can't do everyone one at a time. I'm very fortunate that he did, and I think you interviewed him as well.
1: When I interviewed him, you know, it was funny because it was after this ill-fated hypnosis that I had gone through. And so he you said, weren't a believer. No, and I, and I said, you know, I don't think I can be hypnotized. He said, let me ask you a question. He says, when was the last time you drove a, a far distance? And I went, you know, we go to Orlando maybe once every couple of months. He said, have you ever noticed how many exits you go by? I went, no. He says, you've ever missed getting off at the right exit? And I said, oh, yeah, all the time. He goes, you can be hypnotized. That's
0: right. That's he when said, you like, suspend your mind.
1: Your mind's somewhere else. You're not paying attention. Maybe you're listening to a song on the radio. Maybe you're singing. Maybe you're thinking. Maybe you're listening to a book, whatever the case may be. He said, but you're not paying attention to where you are at the present time. He said, you can be hypnotized. It was the person that was doing it. Yeah, and I, was I like, think so. Oh. I said I always call that like road hypno- hypnosis because it happens all the time.
0: It does actually, and I'll tell you my the actual hypnosis that I underwent was only about ten minutes. It's not a long thing, you know. He brings you in, he brings you out, and then it explains like I don't like to wear collars or shirts that restrict my neck because you know she Adria slipped down into the high chair and suffocated. Oh yeah,
1: I mean you you know you so, get throttled there. Right.
0: So uh, I was speaking to Dr. Weiss this was uh so katrina was three and he said he said karen you are gonna fly high but katrina is gonna fly higher and she's gonna influence millions of people well i was in the helicopter at that time i just got hired to fly for metro (laughs) and do traffic and i ended up flying for double cbs in new york so i flew high but my daughter after that when was hurricane katrina 2005 Wow. It flies high it flew high and influenced millions. I think he got his wires crossed. No,
1: you know what because your daughter is in the design world. Is in she not Digital
0: design for Ballard Design and she does affect a lot of oh, people. Oh, I
1: you know maybe one of these days we'll all be watching something she puts together. You never yeah. know.
0: Yeah, you don't know. I mean,
1: that. that's, that's huge. I thought it
0: was interesting.
1: So so is family still important to you yes, after all these years? Yes. Yes. Is that always still the main focus? Or is your career starting to take over again? That's
0: hard. Yes, the career's taking over again. Yeah. Because I was always a career-minded person.
1: But is it taking over because your daughter doesn't live with you anymore? That's
0: true. And she's actually doing really well in her career. And she sees, she appreciates that now about me as, you know, being career-minded. But it's just interesting what happens once you go through a regression like that and you come out on the other side and you... You wonder why you picked when and where you came back? Or is it real? I mean, do you believe that we, that our soul, because not all religions believe that. I mean, Buddhism and Hinduism, uh, Hinduism rather, they do not believe in reincarnation, but they believe in an afterlife.
1: I'm going to tell you a story. I took my parents for their 50th anniversary to Paris. And when we were there on the plane over, my father kept on saying, we have to go to this town called X. I don't remember the name of the town. And he said, we're probably going to have to take a train or, you know, maybe we have to fly there. I don't know. I don't remember how close it is to Paris. And lo and behold, we had to take a train. It wasn't, it wasn't that far. Maybe a 45-minute train ride from Paris. So we go to this town and I said, what are we looking for? And he goes, I'll know it when I see it. And I said, well, well tell me what it is we're looking for. He says, I'm looking for a church. So said, oh. I said, what's the name of it? And he says, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going back like 20 years now. And I went, Dad. It's up the street. We're going to go this way, five blocks. We're going to turn left. It'll be up on top of the hill. And he looked at me and he went, what are you talking about? I said, I'm telling you, I know where this church is. I had no idea. And how would
0: you know? I mean, there's some people that knew in a cemetery, turn right at the cherub and the grave will be there. Yes.
1: And lo and behold, we went right. We went five blocks. We turned left. And sure enough, there's this huge church that was hidden by all the buildings in front of us up on top of this hill. So we go to the top of the hill and we go into the church and... And on the altar there's this big huge display and there's a book inside it one would naturally assume it was the Bible it wasn't it was a book of names and I went wow what, what, what's up with the names and as I'm standing there here comes a priest comes out opens up this lovely case grabs the little you know thing changes the page puts the bookmark back down and leaves it open and closes the case so I looked at him, and I went what's up with the book And he said, these are all the soldiers that fought in World War II that saved this church from demolition. And I went, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah. And I said, can you turn to the L's? And he said, why? And I said, because I think my father's name is in your book. And lo and behold, I'm going to cry. He goes to the L's. There's my dad's name. He was one of the soldiers that had saved this church. Oh. And then the priest realized that, you know, here's my dad standing there. And he went... Oh, my God. He said, you're the reason this church still stands. And my father said, yeah. He goes, I remember we bombed. We were bombing like the Nazis around you. He said, for hours and hours. And the Germans were moving in. And he said, we were, he goes, I have no idea how many bombs we dropped. He said, but our whole mission was to save this church.
0: So maybe you were a little girl there. Isn't that odd? And you were killed and you came back as your father's child because he saved your church.
1: It could vary, but it is the most bizarre. It's very thing strange, that's but I believe in all, all that kind of mind. stuff,
0: and you need to pay attention to that kind of stuff. There, you know, if you really start paying attention, a billboard might say something to you, or you know what I'm saying. There's like little messages all the time, and then when you come back, maybe Trump will come back as an illegal immigrant. You know,
1: <laughs> that, that would be funny. Yeah, uh, that that would be irony at its best. It, I was also told by Dr. Weiss, and and you can help me here, that when we interviewed him, that if you led a Horrific life that you will always come back and pay for what your past yes, has done.
0: Exactly. I mean you wonder you know if this is true, who Hitler did he come back? Oh and my god. Who, who is he?
1: Yeah. Was he Jeffrey Dahmer?
0: Yeah, you don't know. But that's again a rudimentary soul, the Dahmer's, you know, the those right. types of people. It's the people who are, you know, enlightened, that live and are surrounded by light and who give back and are kind. They're the they're the souls that move on.
1: Wow. So, well, is, Does that explain deja vu?
0: Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of theories about deja vu being just your mind has like a little skip, you know, and you think you were doing something at the same time, sometime with, you know, or maybe it is true, deja vu. I mean, it's a weird feeling, isn't it?
1: Oh, I, you know, how many times have you been someplace and you go, I've been here before. Yes. The same people around me. Yes. I just don't know when.
0: Yes. Or you Or you get that feeling like, God, I know you. Yeah. You just meet somebody and you feel like you know them.
1: Right. And you like them instantly, or you dislike them instantly. You have that feeling. Isn't that odd?
0: So just follow your intuition, um, and if you'd like to find out more about Dr. Weiss, you can go on YouTube read the book, Many Lives, Many Masters. It's just a really interesting, interesting thing. So many weird things happen that I have to... I believe in it. As I said, my family, you know, was like, what are you doing? But...
1: I think it's cool. Yeah, you know? it was cool. And, well, were you raised Catholic?
0: No, I'm Lutheran.
1: See, like, in my in my family, it would be... Well, my mother would have poo-pooed it because she was, of like, course. super Catholic, you know? I, I Although I am Catholic, I, I'm a... CEO Catholic. Christmas, Easter, and other special <laughs> occasions.
0: Well, the belief in rebirth and metamorphosis was held by the Greek historic figures, too. Uh, Pythagoras and Socrates and Plato. But That's true. Yeah. So, But uh, Europeans and North Americans, they developed an interest in reincarnation, like after Dr. Weiss started doing it. But there really seems to be something to it. And if you're listening and you explore it further, you might find yourself. And, and Dr. Weiss, can he actually can hypnotize you through YouTube if you listen to it. So... Try it and see what happens. I'd be afraid. So we leave you now with hypnotic music. Listen to the sound of my voice. You're getting sleepy. And until next time, thanks, Jennifer. Thank you, Karen. And that is Full Rigor, where Florida true crime lives. We conquer cancer. For the mom-to-be who is out of treatment options. For the doctor who has a brilliant idea but needs research funding. For the people who faced cancer head-on and climbed incredible heights while they were with us. For the children who celebrate the end of chemo. We conquer cancer for all who have been touched by it. Conquer Cancer accelerates breakthroughs in research and care for every cancer, every patient, everywhere. Join us at conquer.org.